Welcome to the Pilot Podcast, where we watch the pilot episodes of TV shows and recap other shows to answer your question, should I watch this? My name is BJ. And my name is Me Too. And this week we're checking out a new ABC crime drama, Reef Break. So stay tuned to the end to find out how BJ would have saved the day. You'll have to stay tuned. It'll be a surprise. <laughs> how about we just dive right in? Me Too, can you give a brief recap? And tell our listeners what Reef Break is all about? Yes, it's a French-American comedy drama crime show set in the Pacific. The show centers around Cat Chambers, and she clearly has a criminal past. I believe she was a thief and a smuggler, and she returned to the island in the pilot episode to testify against a former member of the crime syndicate she was part of, which is the Shore Pound criminal syndicate. In this first episode, she somehow gets involved in helping this wealthy man find out who kidnapped his daughter and she ends up going viral when she says that the girl was kidnapped and not missing. And so then the criminals who allegedly kidnapped this daughter ask for her to be the one to drop off the $6 million ransom. And along the way, she becomes useful to the island detective, Wyatt Cole, whom she actually meets on the first night of her arrival on the island because they have a one night stand. And the deputy governor, Anna Dumont, who brings her in to help with the case as a consultant. And then as we see played out in the show, she clearly is going to be brought on as a consultant for the police a la Castle and Beckett. And her estranged husband? Her estranged husband, Jake Elliott, is actually an FBI agent who was stationed on Reef Island and infiltrated Shore Pound and met Kat and married her and then got her to turn on everyone. And so they have a bit of a strained relationship. Actually, on his part, it seems as though he felt like she was a bit of a whirlwind and then left his life. So he seems more hurt than angry, but whatever. They feel chummy now. Yeah, they're friends. They get along. How did you like this pilot episode? It was fun. I agree. Cat Chambers. She's got this big personality that surrounds her, this energy about her that I think makes the show fun to watch. Because one thing I noticed is the pacing was really good. It didn't feel slow at any point. And while the plot wasn't particularly complicated... (laughs) (laughs) They still kept things moving and I remained interested for the full hour, which I was really surprised by. I agree. I think Poppy Montgomery was a great choice to lead this show. She knows what to do with this crime genre and she totally delivered as Cat Chambers and everyone else was really fun as well. Mm -hmm. But this clearly was a show that understood what it was supposed to be. I feel like you and I have reviewed procedurals in the past that take themselves a little bit seriously, and this one didn't. Yeah. It knows that it's a fun, breezy show. It is literally set on an island, so it has the island breeze, and you'll <laughs> get to figure out who done it in the end. Yeah, beautiful tropical sights and scenery. It's a little predictable, but in the fun way, because they still add those twists and layers to the crime. It's just, you can probably figure it out when Cat figures it out. And that's not a bad thing. It's like when you're watching Law and Order, you know that the first person they catch in the first half of the episode is not the person and that the discovery of who it is and the clue that leads to that moment, that aha moment is probably around the 46 minute mark. And then after that, it's the conflict of taking that person down. And they follow that formula perfectly. How did you feel about the chemistry between Kat and Detective Wyatt, whom she met when she first landed on the island she actually ended up having a one-night stand with him and then of course 
they became more entangled than they thought they would be. And Jake Elliott, who is still in the FBI, but it seems like they put him on ice after the thing happened with Kat. Yeah. I don't see a love triangle happening because it feels almost like Jake is paternal to Kat. He seemed quite a bit older than her, and he's definitely giving off uncle vibes with the way he's mentoring her, giving her advice, helping her out. Jake is eight years older than Kat. But I thought the way that they have Kat in long, flowy hair, island vibes versus Jake grizzled is the best way I can describe him. A gray-haired revenant. (laughs) He looks like, you said, like her uncle. And, you know, age is just a number, so they could have had a great marriage when it was good. Totally. But they do feel more like friends or friendly family members at this point rather than a romantic couple or even a past romantic couple. I don't feel leftover vibes between the two of them. She seemed hesitant to sign the divorce papers that he handed her, but I think that stems more from her lacking familial connection generally and not just her still having feelings for him. And I think she had really great chemistry with Wyatt. I actually liked the contrast between their personalities. She summed it up well. He's a fruity drink and she is a shot of some hard liquor. Also, the actor Desmond is fine. He is jacked. (laughs) He's been hitting the gym. (laughs) He could be an Avenger. He's very, very handsome. His Instagram is popping. Strong (laughs) suggest you check it out. It's Des Chem, which is his last name. D-E-S-C-H-I-A-M. I'm scrolling it right now. This man is handsome. Do not miss out. He works out a lot, clearly. Very grateful for this man's introduction in my life. So let's go through some of the other main cast members. Mm -hmm. The one that stood out to me is odd, and I'm sure we'll get a lot more going on later in the series, is Petra. So she's a younger surfer who straight up does not like Kat and hit her. Yes. But it's because Kat has a connection to the death of Petra's father. Yes. So there's some resentment there, but I liked that there is someone on the cast who can knock Kat down a bit because otherwise Kat seems too good. She solves all the crimes. She's a thief, but she's unconvicted. She's probably going to get whoever she has a crush on. You need someone who can counter her. Clearly, this island is the size of a stamp. Which I'm curious about the sustainability of the show, because how many people can you kill on this island? I mean, Riverdale is a small town and people are dying like every week. That's true. Again, to bring up for the fourth week in a row, my Hallmark Movies and Mysteries channel love. They're all set in fictional New England towns that you assume have maybe 100,000 person populations and their murder rates must be through the roof. So in any case, I totally agree with you. This island must be so small. So everyone must be painfully aware of Cat Chambers, the crime syndicate she was part of, and the effects that that syndicate had on their lives. Because I have to imagine that in some way, everyone is affected. Mm -hmm. For the Detective Cole to accept her begrudgingly as a potential partner, for the Lieutenant Governor to hire her as a consultant to help with cases, even for her estranged husband to take her back in, chummy chummy, risk his life for her. People are just letting her cook. Even the media person who encountered her wasn't suspicious of anything she said just wanted her take on this missing woman so that's a really 
good point. Petra is a great check and reminder of Kat's past because clearly Kat is trying to make amends for what she's done. And Petra is a great benchmark for repairing relationships. If she is able to help Petra or repair her relationship at all with Petra, that'll be the sign that she's starting to make up for her past. Yeah, because we don't want her to just have everything dropped because it's not fair for her to just start a new leaf and no one to remember like you caused a lot of problems. Kat has clearly turned over a new leaf. So I think that she should be regarded as such. Hopefully people give her a chance. But this was a bit breezy, island breezy (laughs) of a re-entering into this small town that probably has very fresh memories of what she did. Though, then again, it sounds like Petra has the biggest grudge because she was somehow involved in her father's death. But otherwise, it seems the crimes that Kat committed were smuggling, grifting, hustling, Mm -hmm. and thieving. And so those aren't victimless crimes, but they're not violent crimes. Yes, you can always get your stuff back. You can always make more money, but you can't get your dad back. So maybe that's why people are taking her back in because she's not as violent as, for example, this Bobby Knox character that comes up as a former member of the syndicate who is shooting people around town and is very violent. Yeah, it's true. Not all crimes are equal. And that definitely affects people's perception. But it is an ideal scenario with how quickly Kat was able to get people's trust again on Reef Island. That's the larger point I was getting at. Thank you for always having the right words. It's that they (laughs) immediately trusted her again. And it would take me a moment to trust someone who I've seen stealing, grifting, hustling, and not for any reason like trying to feed their family or trying to feed themselves or help themselves, but just supporting this crime syndicate in its mission to become richer and richer. If you had to redeem yourself for your past mistakes, would you ride out on a boat to where there's a bomb and potentially violent individuals who could hurt you in order to save a young woman? If a kidnapper mentioned me in a tape and said, Mitu is the one who has to come and return this cash. Mm-hmm. You know that clip of Mariah Carey going, suddenly I <laughs> I can't read. That would be me. Suddenly I'm dead to the world because I would love to help any person with any problem. Uh-huh. But I would mess up your mission. I would be a liability on top of the liability of rescuing this girl because Kat does all this cool stuff when she tries to ride out and save homegirl from those attackers and homegirl and I would both be screaming. Like we would both be like, oh my gosh, (laughs) this bomb. I would be an extreme liability. There would be a higher chance of that person dying if I went to help her. Also, there is nothing in my past that I've done that is nearly equivalent to feeling the need to risk my life. If I were to think in this, points good place style thinking of this very good thing I'm doing is negating some very bad thing I'm doing. I have no vanity plates per the good place. I've never had frosted tips in my hair. I don't have, I can't remember the type of tattoo, but I don't have any tattoos. I'm okay so far, I think points wise. So you wouldn't be a fixer for the police? 
No. That's fair. BJ, we're talking about this island paradise, but I still feel chilly. Well, maybe it's because you're thinking of the best-selling crime novel, The Deep, Deep Snow by Brian Freeman, available on Audible. And lucky for our listeners, this episode is brought to you by Audible. Just go to audibletrial.com slash thepilotpod. You'll get a free 30-day trial membership, be able to browse their banana selection of audio programs, crime stories or not, and pick a title to download free and start listening. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash thepilotpod. Happy listening. And now back to our show. So me too. One thing I really liked is that they started off showing us how cool of a person Kat is. And I think that's always great to introduce your character with some sort of scene that sets the tone. It also brings up some questions about her life choices. Basically, she flew into Reef Island and she was well aware that there were some people who brought some guns onto this plane. And then she was complaining at the end. She was like, I don't want to get caught up in the middle of a shootout. So then a shootout occurs and she's casually walking out of the plane, ignoring someone's being threatened. There's a lot of violence going on, strutting in her heels, got the breeze in her hair, tosses a little suitcase to just resolve the situation. And it's cool because you're like, she's got this. She knows what's going on. She's observant. She can handle these stressful situations. But then it brings up the other question, which I think you immediately ask, why did she let this person with the gun pass through security and get on the plane and get off the plane when she was well aware the whole time? That was wild. So basically, in the opening scene of the show that introduces you to the character that Cat Chambers is. She sees a U.S. Marshal and critiques him on the flight after everyone gets off by telling him, it's obvious you're a U.S. Marshal. These are all the things you've let slip. And then she specifically identifies a man on the plane whom she believes committed armed robbery. And she goes on to tell the Marshal, you let this guy go past your review and he is clearly armed, clearly got his gun past security. And then the U.S. Marshal is like, why didn't you tell me this before and they go out onto the tarmac having a shootout and she said that she didn't tell him beforehand because she wanted to land safely without a shootout but she still goes through one on the tarmac she kind of walks behind it i see but with open gunfire can you really just (laughs) shift to the left and slide to the right your way away from getting shot She did. I guess she did. She did Cupid shuffle her way to safety. Look at her now. And she ends the episode with an amazing beach house. That's true. She's winning. That's the thing. Like you said, she's really winning on this island, despite being part of a crime syndicate that seems to have torn this place apart. And wouldn't it look so suspicious to the people on this island for her to show up and then suddenly be in ownership of this really nice, expensive beach house? Even if she explained oh, it was given to me. It still looks crazy that a money launderer and hustler now has a beach house. Now has the clean capital, but not laundered capital to own this beach house. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess maybe they'll think it's a gift from the wealthy family whose daughter's case she investigates, but that's giving people credit. I think everyone is just accepting Kat for who she is. And if things look shady, they do not care. Must be nice. Must be nice. <laughs> Because your girl can't walk into CVS without four people on my tail. You find everything okay? You need some help? (laughs) 
That's what always makes me laugh is it's positioned as customer service. I was once in a changing room and I kid you not, BJ, every 25 seconds this woman came by. And I know she came by at least that often because as I often am when I buy clothes was on the phone with my mom. And my mom eventually was like, like, I can't even get my thought out. It's positioned as customer service. And I didn't notice her voice hovering around other changing (laughs) rooms. I certainly didn't notice that. You looked like you needed the most assistance. Yes, I clearly needed the most assistance. My final thought, this is a French-American production. So ABC is airing it here in the United States, but it's also being simulcasted by a French broadcaster, M6. Oh, wow. I do wonder if the French version has subtitles or dubbed voices. That's a good point. I didn't even think about that. I wonder. I highly doubt it would be worth the budget to shoot it twice, even if this cast were capable of doing both English and French. Poppy Montgomery is Australian, so I don't know. Just uh, throwing in another layer. I looked up where she's from because I noticed she had a little bit of an accent. I don't think I noticed it. There were just a couple words that had a lilt that I was like, let me see where Mama is from. That's another fun fact. What part of Australia? She's from Sydney, New South Wales, Australia. Oh, okay. Beach, what would you rate ABC's Reef Break? I would rate Reef Break would watch again seriously. Wow! This crime drama dramedy is giving me some good rebooted MacGyver vibes. Ooh, okay. Nice coastal setting predictable, but not in a bad way. Lots of action. You know, I love some good action. And I don't sense a major overarching story. Maybe something with Petra, maybe resolving something with Jake. But overall, I think this would just be fun to come in each week. Like I said, while we were watching it, it went by quickly. And sometimes you want shows that are easy to watch. And I think this is one of those shows. I actually thought you were going to be would watch again casually. Mm. I think that's more where I I am, interestingly enough, usually I'm the one who's more excited about a show or in general. I don't think every Thursday night at 10, I mean, I'm usually not up that late. I'm going to be sitting down and watching this show, but I like it a lot. And I could certainly see myself recording some episodes on my DVR and crushing an episode or two on the weekends or whenever I have time to watch it because I really, really liked it. If you're looking for a fun procedural that is filling the huge hole in your heart that Castle left, which is how I feel. I think this show helps. It's starting to patch it in. It's a process. It's a process. We're all still recovering from Castle leaving the air because Monk is also not on the air anymore. It's been some years since that and we're just all figuring it out. Though there is another psych movie. If you want other breezy episodes of The Pilot Pod, go to thepilotpodcast.com. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, and Spotify. And be sure to also rate us five stars and review because it makes it easier for people to find our episodes. You can also follow us on Instagram and Twitter at The Pilot Pod. You can like us on Facebook at The Pilot Podcast. And you can email us any of your thoughts, show suggestions. You know, would you be Kat's friend if you lived on Reef Island and maybe work as her assistant fixer to the police? Ooh, because then do you get to live in that nice house with her? For free, probably. But is it worth the danger? You got to tell us. Send all of that to us at askthepilotpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.